Welcome to Floodlight, a podcast for teens wrestling with how to maintain their faith in a modern society. For you, by you, may your hearts be flooded with light, so you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He calls. This is Floodlight. 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 Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast. Today we'll be talking about the Sermon on the Mount passage relating to divorce. So now we're just going to read out the passage and go around um, just sharing our perspective and our research that we found. Matthew 5 verse 31 to 32 reads, It has been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So what do you guys think about this verse? Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, like, for me, like, I, I, I kind of found that, like, Jesus was saying that people should not divorce, but it wasn't, um, but it wasn't, like, about, like, about divorce, like, by itself, but it was more for the well-being for the wife, because back then, like, there weren't a lot of professions, like, for women, and then if a man divorced his wife, then she would be, like, left, like, without, like, money or, like, a house, and just, like, basically, she wouldn't have stuff left. And, um, yeah, that's basically what I found as well, but also, um, I was reading the message, and then in this verse, I found, uh, a saying that what Jesus believed was happening back in the day was, like you said, how men would often divorce their wives. Um, they were, in Jesus' eyes, they were actually using legal laws to mask moral failure, uh, moral failures, Mm. and, um... So that's another reason why Jesus found that divorces should not be happening mm-hmm. as often as it was. Yeah, so like similar, I think. Like when I first read it, I was kind of like confused and like I've heard of this verse before and mm-hmm. I always kind of disagreed with it because I think everyone in this day and age like believes that divorce, it's like widely believed at least that divorce mm-hmm. is something that is like pretty common and if you need to then you should divorce mm-hmm. um so i thought that this i was really confused by what he meant but like similar to your research i think um i kind of realized that back then in that cultural context it was it wasn't made to like restrain people or make their lives harder but to um like one to protect the woman because like when they created the marriage certificate and it was legal, um, like you said, it was like a mask for moral failure. So then people would divorce their wives for like if they just got bored of them or if they had like small like disputes and they would just give up on their marriage. And then because the woman was wrongfully divorced, she would often be like bankrupt and like not have anywhere to go and then be like outcasted. Um, but secondly, I think um, Something that I found in my research that we'll talk about this probably more like later on in the podcast is also that, uh, not divorce, but marriage and like honestly any sort of promise in your life is kind of a reflection of God's covenant with his people because like the first and like most, like the original promise, I guess, um, quote unquote, was like, like God's promise to us. So that's like how we should carry out our promises, such as marriage. My first impression of the verse was that it probably wasn't true because, like, a lot of people get divorced today and I find it really hard to believe that all those people committed adultery. In fact, I have, like, a few family friends who have gotten divorces and I don't think they should be associated with something with such a negative connotation. 
So what do you guys, so the next question is like, if and when is divorce permitted? Uh, I think both of us had like mm-hmm. questions similar. So yeah. Do I go first? Yeah. So for me, like what I found um, was that the verse um, I think it says, like unless I think if like the wife has committed adultery, um, or like that's the translation because it comes from the word like fornication. So that basically translate into like premarital like chastity so like if the wife had actually like had sex like with someone else like before the marriage like then like that would be okay for divorce and uh, and then like um and then like that case would kind of like like would kind of mean that like there was like some kind of like like deceit like with the marriage because back then like um like marriage was kind of more seen not like so much like for like love but it was kind of like a kind of like a like I don't know how to describe it but it's like it's like it's like a lot more planned out I guess so then if like you had had like sex like with someone else then like um there was like some deceit that like happened there so like Jesus was saying like um for that case like then you can get divorced but like not including that then like divorce isn't really permitted because again like if you divorce your wife then she's not going to be left with like a lot yeah I think, yeah, basically, like, I think the reason, like, what Jesus was saying was pretty, like, countercultural, like, back then, and, like, I think it'll be countercultural, like, forever, because, like, divorce is generally seen as, like, like, it's, like, very legal, so it's very, like, okay, right, and even back then, because of the marriage certificates, it was legal, like you said, um, but, like, the reason why it wasn't, like, permitted, I think, is, like, because, ultimately like all throughout the bible jesus kind of calls people to live with like morals that are higher than just the law because like all throughout history like law was kind of made by very corrupt people or like um people that weren't really after god's own heart um so i think it's ultimately just that like what is made legal by man isn't necessarily like fulfilling god's standards so regardless of whether it's legal or not i think god's standards say that like unless you've broken that relationship through like adultery um there's no reason for you to not work through it um so like ultimately it's just like anything that falls like below that like breaking point of like adultery shouldn't be like breaking your marriage because you're like one flesh and you're like like reflecting god's covenant but ultimately i think like even though it's i don't know if it's like we can say it's permitted um per se but like at least for my research i felt like even though it's not even though it falls short of God's standards, ultimately, it's not like your marriage, like, goes against God in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let me just, like, ex- yeah. I don't know if that makes yeah. sense. Because, um, like, a lot of people, when they look into the verse, they think, like, it's, like, kind of a belief that, like, God still accepts and blesses, like, divorce marriages or, like, second or third marriages um, because they still count as, like, a second or third, like, promise, like, to each other. Um, even if, like, adultery was committed like at the beginning of that relationship so like yeah that's what I think about like per like whether it's like permitted or not yeah so do you think any of this is still relevant since this was like written so many years ago and like society has like obviously changed and like especially like this verse it relates to like a verse that was in the old testament well I mean this was my major part of my question and I found like after all of the research part of it 
I do believe that in terms of like strictly talking whether or not relevant and applicable in modern day society beliefs and actions, the answer would be no. Because um, like we said, we have a lot of divorced family today and a lot of people come from divorced family like they may be Christians and they are still divorced and like even though you know adultery weren't, wasn't necessarily committed during a marriage um, but even then we still find that often it is better for couples to divorce and just like start brand new life instead of staying in a toxic relationship just for staying together and I feel like that can also work in um, a lot of broader relationships as well, including like family. Uh, family relationship is something you can't really escape, but like friendship yeah. and um, toxic relationships are something that, you know, it may not be the best choice to have, but like in circumstances, and like when you don't have a better choice, it's kind of what you should fall on oh. in, in order to prevent like from harming yourself and far- harming others yeah. emotionally. Okay. So I actually think that it still holds relevance. I think that when Jesus creates laws, he doesn't just create them for like, um, just so that they won't be like relevant like a few hundred years later. I think what Jesus was really wanting uh, um, to tell us and what we need to interpret this um, verses is that um, we should like value our relationships because I think Jesus just wants us to prevent like people from marrying for no reason and for divorcing for no reason and he wants us to create like genuine relationships at last so he wants to make us to like have us make good decisions that we're willing to take responsibility for later on so people like they can still divorce if they need to like if like cheating happens or if there's like domestic abuse but Jesus wants us to value these marriages and in my opinion the verse is just overall about making good choices rather than committing adultery yeah and i think like like both of you kind of like what was brought up was the fact that like a lot of people in today's society are like getting divorced for like various reasons right obviously like that's why we're talking about this so i think like it's especially relevant then to like young christians or like just christians in general in our day and age who do have like divorce in their lives um and like like i said before i think um like a lot of people feel conflicted maybe because they're not sure like oh there's this like verse that says you're not allowed to get divorced divorced for anything like and then maybe you come from a divorced home um like i know a lot of people like that and like even people like in my family who like have gotten divorced in the past and then like remarried so like like i mean i like kind of brought it up earlier right but just the idea of how um ultimately like we live in a broken world so like sin and like broken like relationships and just brokenness in general are bound to happen but even if you do end up like like remarrying and divorce aren't an unforgivable sin so like meaning that it does fall below god's standards and like if we're strictly speaking like divorce under any circumstance does indicate like brokenness but i think like what jesus meant is that like all he's just stating that it falls below the standards but ultimately like when you're looking at like divorced or like remarried families like they're still like if they're still like joined together in god like despite the adultery or like despite the sinful like aspect it's still like a marriage that's blessed by god and like a marriage that's like acceptable and like pleasing to god i think i don't know what do you guys think yeah like i think um i think like it was in one of the books that i read like actually and i think it was um this like pastor right and he was like basically talking about like what you like just said how like this world like does have sin and like that's true and like we don't really live up to like god's standards right but like at the end of the day like 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 there are these 
like standards of God and like even though like we don't like really live up to them like it's like kind of okay because like because like Jesus came to like die for our sins and stuff and like we shouldn't like strive to like get divorced and stuff but obviously like it's okay if like we have these kind of like brokenness and stuff like on earth um and like it was just like talking about how like sometimes like you just have to choose like kind of like the better of like two options like like sometimes there is divorce but then it's like better for the two people and like it kind of helps them to like grow closer like to god when they're not together um and then like if that's the case like if there's like a toxic like relationship then it's probably like best like for them to get a divorce because then Mm -hmm. like it helps in like other ways yeah um so it kind of like depends on the case yeah so like even if it falls like below like the strictly speaking standards Mm -hmm. it's still like like sometimes you don't have a better option yeah 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 i mean i also found that similar idea in one of my researches i think miles run podcast um and and there it says that like yes it's true that marriage is a very sacred covenant made by god and it should be only breakable by death but that's only during like ideal situations mm-hmm. which obviously like what both of you brought up is um in our broken world it's very difficult for ideal situations to always prevail mm-hmm. um so then the pastor did bring up that if divorce is or marriage is becoming really toxic um simply staying together for the fact of staying together is actually not what god said is right either and what he brought up is that the real challenge is to try and love biblically and to like um when a couple gets married it's important and it's ideal for the two couple uh the two people to kind of bring each other along the path of spiritual growth and like promote growth and promote love and promote biblical values in each other and so he does say that um when uh so basically like he does say when marriages are becoming are like doomed for failure um and if like loving biblically really is not helping or you can't see a way out of it other than becoming divorced then that would be a more ideal situation mm-hmm. than to become uh like for both people to kind of tar- continue to torment each other mm-hmm. in an uh, like unhappy marriage yeah so one second rated Okay, yeah. No, just so considering them, like, all of this, like, what does this say about how, like, we should be treating our, like, peers? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, in a topic about divorce, at first, like, I don't think any, or most of us didn't think about this applying to, like, your friends. I think most of us, like, like, like we already talked about, right? We thought about, like, our parents and, like, the parents of our friends um, who, like, come, mm-hmm. who are Christians, maybe, and come from divorce families or, like, Christian, like, um, married people we know. But I think, like, we all kind of, like, agreed that it applies to our friends because when we talk about any sort of promise or, like, any sort of, like, quote-unquote oath that you take, it's kind of, like, a commitment to each other as, like, human beings that kind of mirrors the covenant, oh my goodness, the covenant of God with us, right? And, like, uh, when I was doing my research, a lot of the things I found were talking about how, like, the covenant that God has with us is very like unconditional so even though there are things that are wrong with it like I mean on our half and like Mm -hmm. things that are broken about it like he's never given up with us um so like when you have for example not just a spouse but like a peer or like a friend that you've kind of like invested like emotionally or like invested like your lives together with Mm -hmm. like 
um, ultimately, human beings are always going to fall short of your expectations, right? Like, um, I, I think we can all think of a time when, like, your friend disappointed you, mm-hmm. um, and then whether or not you, like, just gave up on the friendship or, like, worked through it. Mm-hmm. Like, similarly to, like, marriages that fall short of your expectations, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, does anyone have, like, an, an anecdote? <laughs> I feel like that would be good I right now. I was thinking about, like, when I'm late to stuff, because, oh, okay. like... I mean, sometimes after a while, it does get kind of annoying. So I think, like, sometimes my friends, like, can get frustrated and stuff. Um, But at the end of the day, like, they know that, or, or, like, they know that, like, it's, like, worth to, like, keep on trying and to, like, be, like, forgiving and, like, patient. And I think that kind of, like, models, like, how, like, God wants us to, like, treat, like, people. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just have to be, like, your spouse or, like, your spouse actually yeah yeah (laughs) um but like it can be like your friends as well so like just trying to be like or or just trying to reflect god's character so like for example being like loving or like merciful like patient um and like all these things that sometimes it can be difficult to do in the moment obviously because we're like humans and we do have like a temper and like we do like like all these things and sometimes people can be frustrating but, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, trying to model, like, God's character um, and, like, all we do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, earlier this year, I was in a toxic friendship. And it was obviously, like, you know, it was, like, a group of friends. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we actually did try um, different ways to for the friendship to actually prevail, to, mm-hmm. like, actually go through and try to resolve mm-hmm. our conflicts and differences. But then by the end, it was quite clear that it was not going to work. And if we continue this, things are just going to become more and more awkward just within the friend group as well. So what we end, we did end up terminating the friendship. And to be honest, like it wasn't a very nice feeling to go through because obviously I can imagine like this is only friendship, but like coming up to marriage yeah. is also like a very hard thing. Like no one in the, mar- in the divorce like, during divorce, it's actually being very happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after the friendship was over with, the group, our friend group now, actually has a lot better atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And everything is just a lot more comfortable um, than when, like, we tried our best to maintain a clearly failing friendship. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like um, that kind of made me understand what um, divorce mar- couples were thinking when they did choose, I guess, especially Christian divorce couples, if they, if they choose divorce, despite knowing that, you know, the Bible says against it, it's because in those circumstances, um, ending a relationship is probably going to be a lot beneficial, um, both right physically and emotionally, yeah. than trying to stay in it. Yeah. And, like, we do live in a broken world, right? Yeah. So sometimes you do have to go through, like, that pain and that, like, mm-hmm. that, like, sin I guess you could say in order to get to like that second relationship mm-hmm. or whatever like that remarriage um afterwards that like m- like makes your life ultimately better and like the people in your life happier as well um that is like also like blessed by God um it like just because of the broken nature of the world we live in sometimes you just have to go through like that sin right yeah yeah, yeah. and I think like in terms of like making friends and like Um, choosing the people that you hang around I think it's very important especially like going back to the point I'm like making good decisions and things like that I think it's very important to make genuine friendships and like genuine relationships because like if you're like not really genuine about like 
um, what you're saying to other people or, like, what you're, like, acting like, then, like, it's ultimately going to lead to that, like, future pain of, like, maybe needing to, like, break off your friendships with another person. So I think it's just overall important to, like, um, make these good relationships that you know that will actually be lasting. Yeah, to, like, carefully make your promises, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, swear yeah. an oath of, like, either marriage or, like, or, like friendship everyone. at our age yeah. mm-hmm. that, like, you yeah, don't take seriously sure. in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else that they want to, like, bring up or add? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Then, like, wrapping up, um, mm-hmm. does anyone want to kind of, like, just conclude the main ideas that we talked about? I mean, I think, like, mostly we talked about, like, the cultural context of, like, Jesus' day and age when he, like, said this rule, right? And then also, um, like, the like the fact that divorce isn't unforgivable or, like, a face, like that divorce is forgivable um, and that it's sometimes something that just has to, or that happens in people's lives. Um, and, like, people who come from divorced families or are Christians and divorced, like, need not, like, be, like, super conflicted because mm-hmm. it is something that's forgivable by God mm-hmm. and that is, like, understandable in our broken world. At, at, least, that's, mm-hmm. at least that's, like, the conclusion we came to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then finally we talked about, like, how this applies to friendships, like, especially to people who are, like, in their teen years and aren't, aren't necessarily, like, looking to get married anytime soon. Um, about, like, the nature of, like, oaths and promises um, that are, like, a reflection of God's covenant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that sum it up pretty yeah. much? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Floodlight. Art by Alpha. Music by Janina. May your heart be flooded with light. See you next time. This is Floodlight. 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 Floodlight.